0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I have a fantastic interview lined up for you guys this week. I have been just so impatiently waiting for you guys to hear this conversation. I have Jasmine Tillery here with me from Money and Momming, and Jasmine is a mom with a passion for helping other women with financial literacy. She is also a huge advocate for infertility, infant loss, and all things having to do with money and momming. She is also the mastermind behind the Black Personal Finance Instagram page and the hashtag. So we dig into a lot of our mom experiences with money, how she is helping to change the conversation in the debt-free community, and what she is doing with the black personal finance page and how she is making sure that financial literacy reaches every single person so she has some amazing stories to share with you guys and let's not waste any more time let's welcome jasmine to the podcast All right. Welcome Jasmine. I am so excited to have you here. So let's start with you telling us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. Um, So everyone, I'm Jasmine. I'm from New Jersey and I run Money and Momming. I'm also run the Black Personal Finance Community page as well. Um, But with my platform Money and Momming, I try to teach financial literacy tips and parenting tips for moms to be prepared for those expected unexpected phases of motherhood. And by that, I mean things like IVF, infant loss, both are very, very tough subjects and both things I've been through, as well as single parenting, been through that as well, blending a family. So I'm looking at it as a holistic approach, just based off of my experience and my research and how I went from graduating college 100% debt-free to finding myself in six-figure debt with my husband and also, you know, my own student loan debt, car debt, and try to dig out of that. And so what started as me chronicling our debt-free journey turned into this amazing platform where I'm able to just talk to people from all
0: over and provide support and just have those discussions about those hard topics. That's amazing. And I, I love how you tie in all of that real life stuff with money. Because to me, that's what's relatable to me. Like those are, those are the people that I follow and I enjoy following as it's not just money. It's not just that surface layer of numbers and that's it. You know, there's so much real life behind the, why we do what we do with our money and why everything happens in our families. And I love how you tie all of that together. I would love to know, you kind of just touched on it for a minute, but like Tell us a little bit deeper into the story of graduating debt free to all of the debt and like what what happened in there. What happened? Young and dumb, naive. Um, <laughs> that's the short of it, but you know,
1: make a long or make a short story long. Um, yeah. So I graduated college 100% debt free. My parents, you know, set us up where you get four years in state, books paid, you get a car. Like we had it made. So shout out to my parents. Amazing. Yeah, so I graduated college, 100% debt-free, had a job lined up, um, and at the time I had my son. um, And so we had moved out, and I was living with his dad at the time, and we had a place. And then once we broke up, um, and I became a single parent, I got my own place, and I was killing it at my job, and I was telling myself, you know what? I deserve a brand new car. You know, Uh there was nothing wrong with my car. (laughs) I actually missed my car. It's like one of my biggest financial regrets because this actually like propelled me into further debt. But anyway, I got the car, brand new car, had two miles on it when I bought it. I walked into the dealership. Like I know exactly what I want. No, I don't have a down payment. And they had um, a program at the time for recent graduates. So if you graduated within those Mm. two years, you're going to get approved. Like anyway, I had no credit established anything. So I got this car, and then after my second payment, I was like, what did I just do? (laughs) Um, But it didn't stop there. Then I was also in grad school, and I was getting the tuition reimbursement for my job. But then I started to hate my job. And so I'm like, oh, I have to do this really fast. So I took out student loans instead of cash flowing it, which I could have done had I not got the car. And so I was in grad school. And taking out student loans, taking out more than I needed. Yep. And so that's how we dug that hole. So I had $50,000 in student loans. And then on top of that, I would say I developed, I don't, I don't know if it's appropriate to call it a shopping addiction, um, but I was one of those people who could just go in any store and could go on a shopping spree. Yep. Um, and it kind of just like, I needed it. Like I, because I told myself I deserved it. I deserve to do this. And, you know, the classic, I've had a long week, so I'm going to reward myself on payday (laughs) by spending all of my money and then struggle until the next payday and just do it again. And that's how I got into so much debt. And then my husband has a very large student loan bill. Um, His story is a little bit different where, you know, he had to finance his whole college education and he had to get private student loans, which are disgusting. The interest rates are horrible. So between undergrad and grad school. He has a large student loan bill as well. Um, And so combined, we had, you know, over six figures in debt, but now we are consumer debt-free. We just have our student loan. Wow. So we're getting it together, but it's still a long journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So
0: still working on it. I think everything you just said is so relatable. Like I was just thinking so many things. I was just thinking about the rewarding yourself after a long week, the Getting a new car because it's normal, right? Like it's like, oh, well, this is what we do in this phase of life. So here we go. And we were the exact same way. Like our we bought a new vehicle. Uh, I think our truck had like twelve or thirteen miles on it. Brand new, like almost nine hundred dollars a month. Oh my God. Now I die. Like that is a that's a mortgage payment. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, I was saying like a month for my car payment. Oh my gosh. Like, but it's so normal. And you're just like, oh, well, you know, it's what we deserve. It's here we are. Here we are. So how did you feel? Like, that's amazing that your parents like set you up in the way that they did. Because a lot of people don't have that story you know yeah so how did you feel like once you realized like your parents had worked so hard to get you to go through all of that like debt free and then like you still got yourself into debt like to walk me through that process how did you feel i mean i kicked myself now yeah. about it
1: like years later like i graduated five years ago from grad school and i'm like kicking myself nail, like what did i do yeah. like i I use both of my degrees, so I don't feel like it's a waste. I work in my field and it has propelled my career. However, I wish I would have done it differently. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I kick myself. I regret it as far as how I paid for it because I could have taken my time and I could have cash flowed it knowing what I know now
0: yeah
1: but my parents they laugh at me they're like we told you yeah you know and I'm like (laughs) you could have ran me some more money but Uh, okay (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) that's great though that they didn't like I could see in a lot of situations parents being like holding a grudge like being like we worked so hard and then what did you do (laughs) you know no they're not like that you know a lot of it too is just like we told you you know save your money
1: don't go into debt but at the same time, it wasn't very detailed. And I think that's where I'm seeing a difference in how I parent with Elijah, because mm-hmm. he's nine now and he's like, you know, starting to, we talk about money. With my parents, it was always, you know, save your money, put away for retirement early, make as much as you can as early as you can and live below your means. Okay, but how? Right. Especially when as a child, the way I saw it, we had everything. I had everything I wanted. So it's kind of like, okay, well, I could always just get what I want. But I didn't know how they manage it and how we were able to have the things that we want as kids. Right. And so to become an adult and just think, okay, well, I can still, you know, fund my lifestyle because I'm used to having things I want. And then as I'm making money and then, you know, of course, lifestyle creep, you make more money, you make more money. So you want more things. And it's just all that typical, normal stuff that a lot of people go through, but they don't talk about because they don't think anybody else is struggling with mm-hmm. it. I struggle with it. And I'm okay to like, to say that, that's what I went through. And so my parents have always been just like, Well, we told you so, like we did our part and you know, you're an adult, you got to learn on your own, but they're really happy with what I'm doing now. And they're like, Oh, she finally gets it. And then my little sister, she's 18. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna make the same mistakes <laughs> that you made because I'm glad you went through it so I can just like start off rich. <laughs> I'm like, great for you. So she's gonna do
0: the rich job. Yeah, my little sister <laughs> is the same way. Like she got to watch my husband and I go through our whole journey. And now that she's like she's married now and like they just bought a house and they're getting ready to start their family, you know, and all of that. And she's like, Yeah, I'm not making all those mistakes you made. Like you were so dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I didn't have a big sister to go ahead of me and make the mistakes, okay. <laughs> So your parents they saved and all of that, but like what do you think was the missing factor? Like how can our generation do it better do it different? Like you said, you're doing different with your son What exactly is that difference?
1: Transparency. There's a lot about my parents finances that I didn't know growing up mm-hmm. I
0: think the explanations
1: could have been a little bit better with some transparency So like when I had my budget meetings with my husband When we have our big one, we do send the, we manage the kids to their rooms because we, that's like our date night because we don't really go out. But now, like last night we had a a quick budget meeting because we do the month overview, but then every week I'm paid. So we do it on Thursday nights. And when we did that, like my son's around, he hears like what's going on. He hears when we talk about the events that are coming up. And like, when we say, well, no, we're only committing to two events a Mm -hmm. month because these things add up he hears when we're in the store or when we're talking about grocery shopping and saying what we need to limit and why and then even with his own money like he just had a birthday in June and so with that he got a ton of money like from the parade and he already knows save some spend some give some like he has a cash envelope system he has a savings account he has a savings tracker he wants toys he has to buy them like himself if it's outside of his birthday and Christmas I'm not doing it (laughs) and some people are like oh my god you don't let him have he has no money If we, if we decide to cook and he decides to order out, he needs to do that himself. And I'm telling him, look at your money, don't blow it all, you know, and that's how I'm teaching him to do it. I don't just give him what he wants. And I do tell him like, sometimes everyone needs help. So sometimes if he wants to buy something, he doesn't have enough. Yeah, of course I will back him. But I think having him involved and active in budgeting his own money, I allow him to see his savings account and just being transparent with him, letting him listen to how we do things uh, makes a much bigger difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. The only thing I remember from my childhood was kind of similar to what you're saying as just like, my parents were like, do better. You know, you need to save, pay your bills. If there's anything left over, go to Sonic or like go to Walmart or like whatever you're going to do, you know? But I don't know, there was like a missing level in there. And to me, it was always like, do as I say, not as I do. And so they weren't great with their money, but they were so determined, like we were going to be different. So I'm constantly comparing notes of like what worked in my childhood, what didn't, and then at interviewing other moms. Okay, what are you doing? What can I take from your motherhood and apply it to my own? And I'm just like, it's, it's a lot of pressure. I feel like as a mom, because we're just like, okay, I don't want them to screw up in the ways that i did and i want them to learn and what do you think is the biggest difference is it like that communication like how did they parent differently in that in that respect
1: i would say like my dad he's awesome with money like growing up they used to have an investment group Mm -hmm. with like nine other couples and they would put on this huge gala every year they would give scholarships, like it was the most beautiful thing. And they did it for 10 years. And then afterwards, everybody got their payout. So like my dad, he's like in mm. it. So he's always been great with money. He would just tell me, all right, budget. Okay, but how? Mm. Track was coming in versus going out. Okay, but I'm still putting out more than right. I make. So like how? So I think the difference is now, like I developed the system for us where It's about prioritization. So no matter what, we always pay ourselves first. That's like the first thing. Like I have a budget worksheet Mm -hmm. that I sell on my website and it's like the first thing is pay yourself first. And whether that's going to a savings goal that you want to accomplish or you know you want to put like a little bit towards debt and just commit to that every pay. It's flexible for what you use it for, but you always pay yourself first and then your bills and then your variable spending. And so like there was a point where Um, like even my personal spend, like I didn't have much for that, but I at least made sure I put something there. Like it was just $10 and some weeks I can go up to $20. Mm -hmm. This was when I was budgeting by myself and then the rest of your savings and sinking funds. Um, Mm -hmm. And as I learned that, you know, I would add these things in, but it's about prioritization. Mm -hmm. And that was the missing
0: piece for me. And that helped me really like scale it
1: back and get on track.
0: I love that with, as my daughter's getting older, you know, I'm like, how can I teach her how to do this. And we're, we've always been, you know, having the conversations in front of them and things like that. And we're the past couple of years, as we've been able to cash flow things, you know, they've been right there with us as we go, you know, shopping, when we're looking for a new boat or whatever, they're with us when we go and we look and then they see us pay in cash and, you know, all these types of things. One of my most popular posts on my Instagram was the day that we bought our newest boat and we bought it, it was $11,000, and we had it in cash. And I have a picture of my nine-year-old and she was holding all that cash. It was just this beautiful moment of this little baby holding all this money. And I had all these adults like, I've never held that much cash. And I'm like changing the family tree right here. Like she sees, you know, and she knows, like daddy goes to work, he works really hard, money doesn't grow on trees, here it is. And just like changing that conversation as she's getting older. Yeah. I think giving your kids the details yeah. is important because now their minds are starting to work and we're, we're in a different yeah. time
1: you know, versus our parents. And I'd rather them get it from me than like the yeah. internet because like my son was trying to tell me that like dragon eggs were real <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, what is your source? Yeah.
0: I know I'll, my husband and I'll be talking about things, you know, that go on in the news or whatever. And she'll be like, oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that on YouTube. I saw that on TikTok already. Or she'll come in and she'll be like, mom, are these people on YouTube we're talking about such and such? What does that mean? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I love that you and other moms, like we, we are changing the conversation and our generation I feel like has We've gone through so much as far as like the student loan crisis and we're in our second recession now and, you know, we've been through it and like our kids are going to be, I feel like so much smarter and better because of all of the lessons that we're learning. And I feel like our generation has changed the conversation in so many different ways. We're really going in as martyrs (laughs) for all all these other generations. changing the conversation that leads me into some of my other questions that I had for you. And I am just so loving everything that you are doing with the black personal finance page and the community and all of that. And I was so excited when you started the page and I was just so excited to talk to you. And I think it's such an important topic. So I would just like to hear in your own words, like, Why did you start the page? What is your mission with the page? Tell us, tell us more about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So on um, my son's birthday was June 2nd and that was also blackout Tuesday. So I was just scrolling and starting to see some less than favorable things from some personal finance folks that I look up to. And to just backtrack, I've been in that space on Instagram since 2017. But I've seen and I followed people for years, like from when they first started to now at, you know, over 100K, 500K followers. Like back when the whole debt-free community hashtag started, like I was there just as an observer. And since then I had shut that page down, came back, and that's when I started the one I'm, I'm doing now. But, you know, I've always been in the space, so I, I kind of know what's going on. And so I was very disappointed to see that there were accounts that I consider as like leaders in that space. Oh. Um, and also who are major influencers, because they do have a large following, they kind of dropped the ball on them. And as a black woman, I kind of felt excluded. Um, and I know that there were other people that I had conversations, other black people who are on, you know, financial journeys and follow these pages and contribute to the conversations we're kind of on the same thing. And it's kind of like you take black dollars to help fund your side hustle or if this has not become your main hustle and yet you're not advocating or being an ally at this point. And what I mean by that, there were folks who were putting up the wrong color square to fit their aesthetic, you know, and just like, oh, well, this is what fits. So whatever. Yeah. There were people who would post things and then in the comments, yeah, but I do believe all lives mm-hmm. matter. Okay, obviously, yes, all lives do matter. But right now we're talking about the injustices against black people and you need to speak out and say actually black lives matter and this is why i back this and being an ally and you know just all those things it takes to really denounce racism i wasn't seeing it and then also just being in a personal finance space not acknowledging the fact that the financial journeys of black people are a lot different because where some people start at zero or in the negative we're starting way in the red because we have years and years and years of where we are just not accounted for in terms of financial literacy given the same opportunities, and we don't have the same opportunities to have had generational wealth as our white counterparts. So when you don't acknowledge that, you're missing a whole group and the whole experience. You know, you can't just speak to one person, but then expect all of us to, you know, follow along. And so with that, I started the page, or at first I started the hashtag. Right. Because I'm like, you know what? We need our own space. Like, this is a bit much. And it was weighing on me. And I was like, you know what? We need our own space. And I have built my career on, like, process improvement. So I'm always looking for something that, like, needs fixing. And then I come up with a solution. So I was like, I'm going to start a hashtag. Started the hashtag. And I posted it. And people were like, okay. Like, we'll start using it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it further. I'm going to make a feature page. And so the page itself, people use a hashtag. I literally just copy and paste. Repost. Repost. And it's to feature black content creators, educators, financial experts, influencers. And then even in the highlights, I have people who are experts in those fields. So if you're looking for bloggers, if you're looking for black podcasts, if you're looking for black YouTubers, looking for um, black real estate experts, black investment experts, that's all in the highlights. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that was because we just needed a space to have visibility and see each other because I didn't know there were all these other accounts out there because when you look up the debt-free community hashtag, um, it's very white, you know? And that's that's okay, obviously, like, there, there's no problem with that, but when you're looking for someone that looks like you on the same journey, like, we tend to navigate and, you know, come towards people who look like us or same experiences, mm-hmm. You know, I, I follow a lot of moms. Same. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so now, like, I'm able to follow a lot of Black women, Black men, mm-hmm. um, Black moms. And also, I found a whole Latino community and following them as well. Like, so just people of color in general. And that's been very helpful and refreshing for my newsfeed to see those different perspectives, to see how we are the same and how we are also different, and to just amplify all those voices in the space. it's it's just been a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. And, And from my perspective of it as a white woman, I'm like, okay, I know in my heart that I am an ally to this movement. Okay. Now how do I show up? And everyone was saying, you know, how diverse is your newsfeed? And, you know, for me, I hadn't really thought about it. I had thought, you know, I follow a lot of moms and that was kind of as far as I had gone with thinking about it. And so when you started the page, oh, I, I found so many amazing accounts that like you were saying, when you search the hashtag, you're like, okay, well, I guess these accounts just don't exist because they're not popping up at the top. You know, you can only scroll so far. You only have so much time to scroll through right. the hashtag for the debt-free community. And so when you started the page, I found all these amazing people and I literally did not know that most of those accounts even existed. Yeah.
1: I'm finding new accounts every day because I'm just like scrolling through the hashtag
0: and to see how quickly it's grown and how often it's used. I'm like, whoa, okay. For me, I'm looking for other moms to follow. I'm looking, you know, to follow along their stories with their kids and all of that. (laughs) Do they talk about their kids or not? (laughs) That's how I choose if I'm going to follow them. And I was just so grateful that you gave that voice home, a place to keep all of those accounts and all of those resources together. And I was just really grateful because I was like, okay, I, I want to diversify my newsfeed because if these amazing accounts are out there, then I want to follow them. (laughs) And I loved the whole motivation behind it and the amplifying the voices and the spreading the education. And I thought that the way that you have done it with the page and the post that you have reshared is such a positive way to spread the education, if that makes sense. Like there was so much nastiness that started to go on. There were so many people that were like coming out and they're like, you know what? I don't agree with this movement. I'm just going to turn my page to private or I'm just going to turn off comments. And I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. That's what too. Like you turn off your comments. No, no, no. Let's have this discussion. Yeah. Talk about
1: everything else. Don't wait yeah. till day to do it. I'm one of those people too. Like no, let, let's talk about this. What's up? Like yeah. why why are you doing this? Why do you feel that way? Okay, well, if you do, then that's fine. Like I know this is not the space for me. You know, I'm not going to sit there and bash someone and, you know, go on their comments. I think that's weird. Like, but yeah. So with that, I'm just like, you know, we talk about everything else and now we don't want to discuss this. All right. Well, this isn't the space for me. I'm just going to keep it moving. Yeah. But then we do need a space. There's yeah. space that's needed for Black creators, again, to be able to find each other. Like there's so many accounts that I didn't even know existed. And then when it comes to collaboration too with other large accounts and the mainstream personal finance communities, they only collaborate with like the larger, there's like three or four very large Black content creators mm-hmm. and they only collaborate with them. This is a way to diversify and collaborate with other accounts. Yeah. You know, and also for people to grow their pages too. Like some of us are in a business. This is a side hustle. So we're trying to grow our audience to increase sales and also to reach more people and spread knowledge. And so
0: this is a way to do that. Yeah. I love it. I've seen, you know, the problems with the debt-free community and I feel like it was very whitewashed you know, the main biggest pages were kind of like taking over that. And then when all of this started to come out and people were like showing their true colors, I think, you know, and just like, uh, maybe I don't want to follow this person because the way that they're showing up for this movement is not what I thought you know and right and then there was the whole fake allyship people were calling people out and they're like say something say something and then when people were saying something saying something it was coming out very fake and very forced and that was kind of a strange thing to me what what is your take on all of that on all of that you know calling people out and like forcing them to pick a side um that see, that's a tough one right because you can't you can't really force someone to say something
1: and you, for me I feel like I could tell like who was just doing it like for the week because mm-hmm. I look now and see like okay who's sticking with it right who's like just saying oh follow these people you know mm-hmm. like doing just a quick shout out it costs you nothing to shout oh. out pages you know I, I try to do that all the time just from like because I see some good stuff and I'm just like oh I'm gonna share this person yeah it costs you nothing who is collaborating who's doing Instagram live who's doing like interviews like this having more color on their platforms, Mm -hmm. who's collaborating with who, you know, just looking at that kind of stuff. That's what I'm looking at now to see, okay, it's been two months since then, who's still going and who really took this seriously and and thought to say, okay, I'm going to really educate myself and then actually be an ally and put it into action, you know? Um, So that's where I'm now. But as far as like the force calling people out, um i mean i did it a, to a few not gonna lie i mean i'm sure he don't even care but like dave ramsey yes i was like wow dave i'm really disappointed you know because that's yeah. who got us started and yeah i mean we've we've gone away from his teachings like you know soon after but you know a lot of people like that's their starting point point. and i was really disappointed with how he handled things and i'm just like wow dave this sucks but you know yeah thank you for the advice but i'm just gonna cancel this yeah and find someone else you know and now I am I'm not someone else you know I did it myself but yeah it's tough like because we're all just people at the end of the day people have different values and it doesn't mean that their financial teachings are wrong you know if it works for people it works for people but I can't support that mm-hmm. Just knowing that your values don't align with mine. Right. And that's just what it is.
0: Yeah. And I did, I don't know if if you saw it or not, but I did a whole video on like Dave Ramsey's reaction and basically everyone was like buzzing about his video that he came out with. And I was like, oh man, I got to watch this video. And so I watched it and then I was so like fired up after I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to make a, like a reaction video. And that's not something that I would normally do. And I'm very much up until this year, I was very much like, I just want everyone to like me. I don't want to stir up any trouble. I just, you know, but after all these things, I'm like, no, 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 no. I have a voice. I need to say what I, what I feel. And so I did that and it is the most nasty comments I have ever gotten, but what I said needed to be said I yeah. thought and so I got a lot of reactions of I was really blowing it out of proportion that his statement that he came out with was not that bad and other people were like well what did you expect he's Dave Ramsey I mean you know he's always kind of cold he's an old Southern white man. What did you expect? You know, all of this. So I want to hear it from you. Like, what did he do wrong? What could he have done better? What exactly were you disappointed with in him?
1: Well, I feel like he used Anthony O'Neill to be his spokesperson um, versus just saying what he needed to say himself. That was like a red flag for me up front. I mean, he eventually like posted a black lives matter, but you know, that's the team. Yeah, I want to hear from Dave himself. And so like, once I I noticed that it was Anthony doing a lot of the talking, I kind of just was like, all right, I'm done. You know, like, I get it. He is an older Southern white male. And so my expectations for him weren't too high from that standpoint anyway, just because, you know, traditionally speaking, you know, you can just, I'm not trying to stereotype or generalize. Yeah. But, you know, traditionally speaking, that's not the voice that will always come forward. And I understand that.
0: I feel like he, he lived up to his stereotype, which I think. That disappointed me. Right. I hate stereotypes and I hate it when people live up to their stereotypes. Exactly. And it's just like my expectations
1: weren't super high, but I
0: do think he could have done a better job of speaking up
1: himself. Yeah. Versus using the one of two black voices in his main arena to do it. Yeah. That was disappointing for me.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I said in my reaction video. Basically, I felt like his whole statement video was... I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I'm. I have Anthony O'Neill on my team, (laughs) and I was just like, "Oh, that isn't really neighbors black. That's pretty much it." Yeah, that doesn't really prove that you're not racist, friends. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. enough for me. I don't know, and I just feel like he has such a big platform, and he has literally changed millions of people's lives. And we, as like the whole debt free community, have looked up to him. We wanted more from you as a leader in the space you know what i mean exactly and i think
1: a, another thing that is problematic would be again when i speak to the black experience he has his way and it's like his way or no yeah. way and so like i used to listen to his show like via the podcast and i always thought that was problematic because personal finance isn't one size fits all yeah. but again when thinking about the black experience we i can't pause a contribution to retirement while paying off debt yeah I can't do that. Like, I have to start now. Um, there's a thousand dollars is not enough for me in case of emergency. And I'm sure that's, that's for a lot of families. Like, you can't just yeah. have a thousand dollars for an emergency. Um, but there's things where he's just like, nope, this, this and this. And it's not just the black experience that he doesn't cover. It's just like real life experience. People have things that come up. Yeah. You know, and to like when I heard him tell a family who wanted to adopt, like oh you need to wait till you're 100 percent debt free no they don't Mm -hmm. like you i would i would say if you're deep in debt try not to take on more debt but debt shouldn't be a reason to tell a family that they can't expand you know um and so those were things that were already disappointing and then that was kind of like the last straw yeah um after everything in June. So I was just like, all right,
0: I'm done. And I, I think one of the things for me that wasn't really relatable was trying not to take on student loan debt. And my thought was, you know, my husband and I both grew up poor and our parents couldn't save for college. And I remember my very first semester of college, um, I got a lot of financial aid and my dad was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to just cash flow it as we go. And they made it one semester. And I remember that second semester, he, my dad was like almost in tears. And he's like, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't do it. Like, I think about my little sister who, you know, she has her master's degree and she had to get loans for all of it. And she's an accountant, like she couldn't, not go to school she had to have all of her school for her career and not all of us have a family that can pay for our way through college and not all of us can just cash flow college and just work and go to school you know and pay to live like it doesn't work like that it's it's very unrealistic it's very out of date yeah
1: and I mean it works for some people but for the vast majority like That's why so many people are still in debt because they sometimes you have to leverage debt to get to where you need to be
0: Yeah, and that's just it. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, you're trying to change your family tree and create generational wealth with education and money and and all of those things that required us to go into debt for our college (laughs) education, you know, I mean. And also feel like just having those experiences makes
1: people like us more credible to try to teach people what not to do. True, and that's why I can't get into a lot of people who just come out the gate, no debt, yeah, hundred percent rich, like you. You've never experienced any type of struggle, and I'm not saying glorify struggle, mm-hmm. but it's a little more comforting to talk to someone who has been there and who knows it, because they can, yeah, they can help you without judging you, versus just saying, oh, stop this, don't do that i get a lot of this when i talk to clients like one of my clients this week i was doing a budget coaching session and he had um something in his budget that was a high priority to him and that was a want is not a need and i was just like all right well how much do you spend on this and he's like i can keep it yes is it a priority to you okay we'll we'll work around it i mean well i'll budget for it last in your budget as we make this but you know there's reasons why things are where they are and why budgets are different and why people's expenses are different. And you can't just say, well, no, nope, do it this way. Instead, it doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah. I've had two out of my six one-on-one clients pay for house cleaning. And both of them were like, well, I get my house clean. And then they went into all of these, like, because, because like disclaimers, yeah. I'm like, you, I mean, if you want to pay someone to clean your house, I mean, that's cool. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I mean, can you afford it? Yes or no. Like, if you can't afford it, then that's a different conversation. But like, if you're still hitting your goals and you do you, I'm not gonna judge. And I love that there are people out there that are changing that conversation and changing that guilt and changing that all of that that comes behind it. So how have you seen over the past few months and, you know, since the page has grown and everything, how have you seen the conversation changing and how would you like to see it continue to change?
1: I will say within the the community itself, as far as the creators that I share a lot of them are finding each other. They're having conversations, meaningful conversations on their posts. Um, because I feel like when something's, like, on your regular feed, some people will just, like, give you hard eyes. Like, they don't even read the caption. Like, you know, they just, they engage with you without any context, really. Yeah. And I find there, um, if it comes up on the community page, you have people who are really engaging, having back that, that conversations. Like, I will say, when, I, when I'm on there, um, I just post, and then, like, I go back to my main page. Um, so I don't really filter out like too many comments or like read too much into it, but I can see when people are connecting and talking to each other. And then like a week later, I'll see that they are hosting an event together. Oh. And I just, I, that just makes me so happy. It's such a beautiful thing. And like, I've reached out to people and collaborated with them. Yeah. I've had people like jump in my DMs to collaborate with me. Uh, and they found me through the page. Um, it wasn't until recently that I put that it was created by me on there because a lot of people didn't even know who was behind it and they were trying to figure out like who's running the page. And then I would be on calls with people and I'm like, yeah, and also like I'll share it on this page. They're like, wait, that's you? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so like just making those connections is awesome. And then our allies who share the page, who share content, who give uh, shout outs to say also this is a place you can find uh, more Black creators. and having that assistance with getting us to grow is also very nice, especially when they have like very large followings. Um, because I'm sure they do have black followers who might be missing that visibility for mm-hmm. themselves as well. And so I would say that it's changed the conversation in such a positive way where it's allowing people to collaborate more, connect more and find what they're looking for. And like I shared it, even like my personal Facebook and Instagram you know, I have a very specific target audience, so I might not be able to help mm-hmm. you, but I can find you someone that can help you and that looks like you if that's what you're looking for in this space. So I want yeah. I want it to reach more people. You know, I, I care about financial literacy for everyone, but I can't help everyone or my style approach might not be for everyone. And I get that. But that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to find someone who can help them. And so that's what this space yeah. is for.
0: I love it. You know, I love just following all different people, all different backgrounds, because you can take something away from every person's story, you know, and every person's experience and learn and grow. And it helps you just understand people, you know, and I feel like when you understand people face to face, you can empathize with their situation. And it just, I just think it helps you grow Overall, you know, just realizing that like everyone's experiences are different. And that's why I love having guests on the podcast because I get to know you in an hour in a way that I wouldn't get to know you from just following you on Instagram, you know, and I just I just love getting to know other women and just hearing from their experiences and their stories and because we're all different. And I think it's just a beautiful thing to celebrate those differences and celebrate all of our unique stories. And I feel like everyone's story needs to be told. And that's what I love. That's the good part of Instagram. There are a lot of negatives. Yeah, (laughs) There are a lot of negatives, but there are a lot of positives as well. And just getting to connect with people that you wouldn't generally in your everyday life get to know and get to connect with.
1: Yeah. I've I've talked to people in London. I've talked to people on the West Coast and it's like, where else would I be able to do this? You know? So it's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. People like in Canada in Australia, like yeah. all over the world. And I think that it helps us grow as a society, just as the human race. Like we need to realize that everyone, everyone has experiences and everyone has a voice and a story and I feel like that makes us so much more loving <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. a better way to put it like it makes you not want to go in and post nasty comments on people because you're like she's just a mom just like me and she's just doing her best. Yeah. Like give her a break and show her some love and you don't know everything that she's been through and.
1: Oh for sure yeah. I would say with that I've definitely gone from being like a judgy mom to like just alright well she's doing the best she can. Yeah. Like it is what it is and that's like something that I've learned like over the years. Everything's not just what the picture looks like. Think about everything else that could be going on. Yep. So, yeah, say I get it.
0: Instead of like taking the time to write a nasty comment, write a comment that's like, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Like I've been there too, mama. Like I, you know, show her some love. Cause like, man, this life is hard enough. I think without spreading right. hate and nastiness and like, oh my gosh. So what advice would you give yourself if you could go back and speak to a former version of yourself? If someone is listening and it is like, they just resonate with your story and they're, they're where you used to be. What would you tell her? Don't get the car is number <laughs> one. <laughs>
1: Learn to make a budget and prioritize yeah. what's important. The whole instant gratification is not worth it. As yeah. far as I deserve this every payday, no, you don't. You really don't, <laughs> and you don't need it. And yeah, I would just tell myself, you know, just pay attention to the numbers. Right? Pay attention to the numbers. Save more. Invest more. You know, all the all the stuff that my parents told me. Pretty much, listen to your parents. Honestly, yeah. what it comes down to. <laughs> Everything my parents told me to do that instead. But yeah, avoid debt is like one of my biggest things because it set me back several years. This is money that I could have been investing and saving and now I'm owing it to someone else. And it's like $50,000. You know, I could do it $50,000. Like,
0: oh yeah. You know? Plus all the interest, what it could have been earning you in an investment. Oh man, that's a lot. Versus
1: the interest that I'm paying out. That's so so much money. Yeah, so avoid debt if you can and if you have it get out the way yeah do your best to just get out the way because I can say the last credit card payment I made I was so happy like that it was just the best feeling like when I paid off my car one of the best feelings like you feel liberated yeah it truly is That's why I say debt freedom it truly is like a sense of freedom so we are hundred percent debt free. Like I can't wait to celebrate that.
0: Oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. And just how you're changing the story for your kids and the education that you're passing on to them. And I think about the trickle down of all of that, you know, what are they going to pass on to their friends and their, their future partners and everyone that they come in contact with? Like, this is how you change the world. I feel like you. it starts at home. It starts with the conversation with your kids and growing from there. And I love it. So yeah, what what else can we look forward to seeing from you in the future as you grow both of your pages and everything that you're doing? Well, from the Black personal science community, you can look forward to just more creators. I mean, I haven't looked
1: at it past a feature page just because I don't want to throw too much of myself in it. And like, yeah. that's not something I want to monetize off of. This is just a resource for everyone else. And I want all those people to get their money. I put my focus on money and momming as far as a business aspect and a way to support and reach other women. That's where I advocate for infertility awareness and infant loss. Um, that's where I advocate for financial literacy for moms. And from that, I am I'm going into, I'm going to test out the waters with YouTube, um, but I mainly, I mainly blog from that platform, um, but I'm going to test the waters with YouTube if I ever get some quiet time which probably won't happen so like as i always say on my stories like this house is a zoo and i'm surprised that like if there's no background noise in this podcast like i'll be really shocked either you you got great editing skills i hear stuff banging right now um (laughs) so somebody's always crying or yelling or something dogs barking yep so we'll see how that goes but i am rolling out a new coaching program so we're going to be doing budget boot camps um and that'll give people more access to me through the month um, whereas my one hour consultations, you know, we just have that upfront consultation. We write your budget and I send you on your way. Um, And if you have quick questions, you know, you can email me, but then I also do 30 minute follow-ups. Whereas budget boot camp is just an intensive program. We're going to go for four weeks, go through your whole month's budget. And then we'll have the one-to-ones in between. We'll have Saturday school and classes, live teaching Q and A. And so it's more of a, a class approach Mm -hmm. and also more intense with more access to ask questions get your answers and work through it so that's something i want to try soon and then also some instagram live sessions where i'm doing pretty much a lunch and learn um so during the lunch hour pick a topic and i'll just do a quick lesson on it this is how you do this or introducing something else to you guys and if you have questions, we can do a and a there. Just like a quick 20, 30-minute lunch break.
0: I love
1: that. live thing. So yeah. these are things I'm working on. Um, new website, new logo, new everything. Amazing. Um, because I've been... It's been a little over three months, so like I really got a handle on what I want this to be and where I want it to go. And so I just, I had to build a new website from scratch. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's been a lot, but it's fun. This is my passion. Like I can't wait to get off work and jump into this stuff, you know? So um,
0: a lot of great things coming. (laughs) Yeah. I will link to all of your stuff in the show notes and just thank you so much for taking the time out to visit with us and to share all of your wisdom and to be so open with everything that you shared. I appreciate it so much. And I know that everyone listening appreciates you and just thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a sunny side up life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.